right, we're back here on the short thing, short thing. It is the Thursday Pick'em, and we're going to preview the NFL and college football weekends. Warren Shore here with Ryan Silva. You can hear us Sunday nights from 7 to 8 p.m. on Talk Radio 1190. You can check that out on the iHeartRadio app. You can also check us out on Apple Podcasts or uh, the iHeartRadio uh, podcast app as well. That's where you're listening to this show today. Uh, that is the sure thing. So thanks for tuning in. Tell your friends and uh, good stuff plan uh, today as we go through the football weekend. Much better college weekend. Uh, we start college off first, then we'll get into some Cowboys and NFL talk after the college. Beginning of the show, uh, much better weekend of games this weekend. Uh, as I talked about Sunday, I didn't feel like I missed a lot on Saturday, at least in the f- noon games when I was. Uh, breaking clubs in the texas mid-am uh but ryan good week let's recap quick recap of last week last week i went six and three and on the season 15 18 and one at 62 percent very nice uh i had a, a tough week in college i went three or four and seven uh last week so right now overall i'm at 14 and 12 all right, say above water. This is yeah. bu- this is progress. This is progress from last much better year. than my start last year. Yeah, you 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 went on eleven. You what was the week you went? You went fifteen gamer right one yeah, week. Yeah, and I went like four and eleven or something. Like <laughs> yeah, that. to dig the hole even deeper. Yep. All right, so the college games will start off uh, with A and M at hosting uh, Auburn. Total forty eight. The line is A and M minus three and a half, and uh, if you have the A&M win total, this is one of the games they got to win. Got to. This is a must win. You're at home. Auburn's ranked eighth, but I don't think they're the eighth best team in the country. Kellen Mond, I've looked up his record. He's played six games against ranked teams. He's two and four. One of those, though, he he barely played. It was Nick Starknell played, or Starkle played the whole game pretty much. That was 2017 against Auburn. He was 5-11. And two of those are against Clemson where it's like, you know, yeah, but one of them he was against Clemson at home. He was twenty three and forty for four hundred and thirty yards and three touchdowns. Like that's a, I mean, that's a good like, game for he sure. Like, he played I, well in that. I, game. I, I just, I'm more so meant uh, towards his record as two and four against ranked teams. Yeah, well, yeah, four of the. Well, I mean, you could say the losses are against uh, Bama Clemson and Clemson. Bama, yeah, yeah. So. but um, he's much better at home against ranked teams than on the road. This year, I mean, against Clemson this year, he was atrocious. He 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 gave them no chance to win, um, so that is a plus against Bama at home in uh, 2017. He was 19 of 29, 237, and a touchdown. Not terrible. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. But uh, I I I feel like A and M's going to win this game. I don't know what it is, but I'm not this not on the card, not on anything. But minus three, I think is the play. I think a lot is Auburn, uh, Bo Nix's first start on the road. I think that can do a lot for a guy. I know he, he had neutral site game, but there were way more Auburn fans there than Oregon fans. He only completed 41% of his passes against uh, Oregon. Then the next week against Tulane wasn't really great, 57% completion percentage. Yeah, last week against Kent State. Kent State didn't offer a lot of resistance, but he hasn't, he hasn't looked great so far. I will say, though, I think – the key is uh, Auburn's defensive line, I think, regarded as one of the best in the country, if not the best. 
their defensive line can cause problems for A&M. Just kind of what Clemson did. I know yeah. it's going to be different at home, but Clemson's defensive line really frustrated the uh, Aggie offense. Isn't the, isn't the uh, A&M starting running back out for the year or something? So that, that kind of hurts them, I think. I'm not 100% sure. I might have to check on that. I'll put our stats department on that. Um, but, yeah, no, you're right. The the I think this game is going to be um, – not not decided, but it, it's going to take a lot of it's going to take place in the trenches with uh, Auburn's defensive line and A and M's offensive line. Like you said, the, one of the reasons I feel like Kellen Mond couldn't do anything offensively was because he was running for his life most of the time against Clemson. Um, so I think that's going to give Auburn, if they can control the line of scrimmage defensively, that's going to be a huge factor in this. But the 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 phrase or the term gunslinger gets thrown around for literally everybody in the in football at quarterback. But I think Bo Nix is the epitome of a gunslinger. That dude will just chuck up balls, and I think that's why you see his completion percentage so low. Is because he'll just he'll take a shot. And I think I said it after after their first game against Oregon, where he was probably a kid in high school who was probably better than most of the guys on the field, so he could get away with just chucking the ball up and seeing if his receiver would come down with it. And not saying that he's not talented, because I do think he is very good, and he's going to progress into a really good quarterback in you know in his sophomore and junior years. But I just rank, think right now he's so young he's got to get away from that mentality of let's just chuck the ball up and see what happens and I think that's going to cause some issues for him and for Auburn because I think quite a few of those balls get picked yeah this is a big game for the Aggies in the uh the same old Aggie crowd because against someone they had the they had the mantra they were two and nine I think at home against ranked teams they just never beat a ranked team at home and uh, Jimbo was a little bit better last year like they had the win against LSU the I don't want to, it's not a fluke one, but it's a crazy game. Uh, seven overtimes. They beat Kentucky at home, who was a ranked team. Uh, so they started winning ranked games at home. And this is another on those trends of, hey, we got to, this is the game here to beat a ranked team at home. And if they do lose, I feel like the old, same old Aggie crowd is going to be chirping. And if they not, if they, if they do win, this is just another step in the, direction uh for Jimbo and taking the program to levels that uh the boosters are hoping for when they gave the man 75 million over 10 years yeah I think this is you know again to use another cliche statement game but I think this is a statement game for Jimbo and A&M to see how good this team actually is um but I think you hit the nail on the head where you're saying you know this could just be this could turn into the same old Aggie type deal that we've seen previous years and that's kind of what they I mean that's what the Jimbo hire was trying to get them out of was trying to get obviously turn over a new leaf and be contenders for you know obviously they want to get to a national championship contenders but at least just challenging for an SEC title to start out with so I think this is going to be a big win and a big tell I think for how the rest of the season might go for A&M and I might be I might be overstepping a little bit just by saying this might this isn't a season defining game but you know maybe it's season it gets the confidence up right for sure for sure and it could knock the confidence down if it's a a, if it's an ugly loss or a close loss you know what I mean if you feel like you're right on the brink of beating this Auburn team and you lose or if you get blown out of the water against an Auburn team at home that could really, uh, you know, crush the the confidence and have a have an ugly effect on the season. I will say, Ken State. I watched the first quarter of that game. They were killing Auburn with some screens early on. Like they were, they were snapping the ball with 30 seconds left on the play clock. They were moving quick and they were killing them with some screens. All right, the other before we get to the big national games, we're going to focus on uh, Oklahoma State and Texas. That's a big game here. It's not a T Boone death game. I don't think we would consider that a death game no, next week, last week. Next week is another death game because it's a first one at home. Oh yeah, that'll you be gotta, great. You got to you got to throw that yeah. in. Then stadium's named after him for 
for uh, for sake. So you got to that's that's the one next week. But this game, very excited for the line. I think it's teetering five and a half, six. Uh, Texas is the favorite. The total seventy three. And I, when I was covering high school football, Spencer Sanders was a quarterback at Denton Ryan. Watched him play about four or five games. I love this kid. This kid, so excited that he's got the starting job. Thought he could have got it last year, but so excited for him to get the job this year. He would have beat Highland Park in 2017 if he was just, if he didn't get hurt in that game. He would have beat uh, John Stephen Jones. I am. I will. I will debate anybody on that. They were going to cook them. But he's great. He's given them up. He's great thrower. He's a dual threat guy. Love what Spencer Sanders is doing. And I feel like people maybe were sleeping on Oklahoma State this year. They didn't know how good they were going to be. But then Spencer Sanders came up, uh, and he's been great so far. Yeah, um, I'll, I, I could be included in that uh, that group that didn't know how good Oklahoma State could be. Granted, their schedule up to this point hasn't been great. Oregon State, McNeese, and Tulsa. But, I mean, they've put up at least 40 points. Uh, they put up 40 points last week against Tulsa and then uh, started out 52 and 56 points. So, obviously, this offense is humming. Um, the only thing that worries me a little bit is giving up 36 to Oregon State. That's that's tough because that team stinks. Um, but, you know, if, if, if you can hang with, with Texas as far as if you, if you want to get into a shootout, which, you know, typical Big 12 game probably probably will. Um, I thought this line was a little bit lower. Again, maybe that was because I fell into that group of I didn't realize how good Oklahoma State yeah. was going to be coming into this season. Um, so, I, you know, I thought that was a little fishy, but after a little bit of stats and research, you know, I put uh, – I, I think I have a good feel in this game, so it is on my card. All right, yeah, there's part of part of it's on my card. We'll get to that in a second. But I also uh, – this is a revenge game, you could say, for Texas. They lost last year to – Oklahoma State in uh, Stillwater, and they got down like 31-14 early on. Uh, so this will be a big game for them. They, they, they can't if Texas wants to do any damage. They really can't afford another loss. Say to Oklahoma, like minus Oklahoma, like you don't want to lose this one, your first Big Twelve game. Then we're like, oh my god, we're like a nine and three, maybe eight and four. The Texas back is. Is everyone's laughing at you? The playoffs clearly out of the question. I think there might they if they went out there on the outside looking in at the playoff, but they still got a chance. But this is a game. This is a must-win game for Ted. You cannot drop this game at home, and it's at night, six thirty on uh, ABC. Yeah, hundred percent. After they dropped the game to LSU, which was obviously a great game, um, they do have to. You know, they can only drop the one to Oklahoma. At, you know. At, at, at the very least, right? At the very most, however you want to phrase it. Where that's the only game that I think they can lose and still have a good shot. It, you know, you go, what would they be? 10 and 2? You're still probably going to be out. Yeah, you're still probably going to be out because even if Georgia is a two loss team that they lose in the SEC championship or vice versa with Alabama, you're not going to get in over uh, either of those teams, I don't think, if their losses both come in the SEC championship. But uh, so this, this is definitely a must win. And all of them are for Texas, I think, from here on out. Yeah, we've we've talked about this on the show last year. You're you're allowed a one cushion of a loss. You're you're allowed one loss as like a a buffer a cushion game unless it's like at Purdue by 35. Then they say no, you're not allowed a buffer. But you're allowed to a good team a close game a one loss. You go to two, you're pretty much cooked from the playoff. Uh, so this is a big game for Ellinger too. He's got he's been playing solid so far this year. We got his. Let's see how he keeps going against another good time another. Uh, good team at home. All right, the two other games we're going to touch on quickly. The first one's 11 a.m. It is Wisconsin at home, minus three or three and a half against Michigan. And this game for Jim Harbaugh as an underdog, 
He is 0-6 as an underdog. Worst in the second worst in the country. The only other team, the only other coach that is worse as an underdog straight up is the Indiana coach. He's like 0 14. Yikes. So he is, and that's Indiana. So you kind of expect right. they're not pulling off upsets. They're not beating Ohio's, whatever. Uh, Harbaugh, he is in desperate need of a big time win. And both teams were off last week, so they both have a week of rest. I just – I'm not – Shea Patterson's kind of hurt. I don't even know if Shea Patterson's the best quarterback on the team. I kind of like McCaffrey. I just don't know how Michigan wins this game. I uh, Sorry, Caleb, my cousin Caleb, if you're listening. I just – I think this is Wisconsin. I know Wisconsin's got the f- freshman quarterback, I think, and they got Taylor running it. And Michigan had trouble running the ball – or stopping the run against Army, but I know that's a different type of offense. But I just don't see how Michigan wins. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Jonathan Taylor is just absolute stud, probably the uh, leader for the Heisman debate right now. And like you said, they struggled against the run with Army. Granted, it might be a little bit of a different offense, but when it comes down to it, you still just got to stop the ball runner. And uh, the way he, the way Taylor's been running lately, I don't really see uh, Michigan doing that. I, I don't have this on my card, but I, I see Wisconsin winning and covering this spread pretty easily. Yeah, um, but it's, if you're playing the numbers, so like the numbers of Harbaugh 0-6, as an underdog, Mich- or, uh, Wisconsin at home against a ranked team, they're like 1-5 against the spread. So it's not really a numbers game for you. The numbers aren't in e- either favor. I just think Wisconsin's better. And they put up – I know they played South Florida than Central Michigan, but they put up a ton of points. They put up like 49 or they put up 56, I think, against Central Michigan and 49 against South Florida. Like, they have been putting up a ton of points so far in their uh, first two. They haven't allowed a point all season long too. There, well, just kind of going off your uh, what uh, you're saying here. Offensively, in the their first two games, they put up over a thousand yards and only allowed 215 yards of total offense in two games. Yes, obviously, competition is not right. Is not great, but still, I mean, that's still pretty damn solid. For you sure. Know, obviously, and like you said, competition isn't great. Yeah, those offenses that they're going against aren't great. But if we're being completely honest, Michigan's offense isn't very good either. No, and then you could you should be able to put points up on the Army defense. Right. Like it's not okay. Stopping the Army offense is going to be tough, but you should be able to stop their def- you you should be able to score on their defense. That's the whole thing. So I think Wisconsin and this and this one is going to win. And then Harbaugh, the the birds are going to be chirping him over the weekend uh, when they lose uh, this one. And then finally, the other big game. This is a nice slate. We got one at uh, eleven two thirty. Then we got a couple at night. The Notre Dame Georgia game. Uh, Georgia. I'm sorry. They are going to – I think they're smashing Notre Dame. A hundred percent. Especially if Notre Dame plays like a, they did against Louisville, they were not even going to have a chance. This game is – I mean, they're going to they're gonna get cooked as papers fly everywhere. I don't need that. You can keep it down there. I got my card right here. Uh, but, uh, no, I mean, I think they're getting smashed. Clemson is – or Clemson, excuse me. Uh, I'm thinking Notre Dame versus Clemson. But Notre Dame has shown they can, they do not belong on the same field with any of these teams. They get blown out by Clemson. They, I mean, just go go down the list of teams they get they get smashed. They did beat Michigan last year at home, uh, but that's their only ranked win. And I'm just not. I just think that I think Georgia's really really good. I think I want I want to take the 14, but I 14 and a half. That hook is the hook is what's. Causing me issues, I'm not taking it. But I think they're from and Kirby Smart. This is a huge game for Georgia. I think they're just going to smash them. 
Yeah, uh, Ian Book has been really inconsistent this year, too. I like him. I think he's a good quarterback. Um, just been really inconsistent, kind of been careless with the ball. He's turned the ball over quite a few times, not only with interceptions, but with fumbles as well. So that's going that's 100% going to be an issue uh, if he continues to do that against Georgia. Obviously, they do have a great defense, and if you give that offense extra chances, they're going to make you pay immediately. So um, I don't have this on my card either. Um, I think Georgia wins, but again, I don't know if I'm 100% confident in taking the 14 and a half just because, you know, I just, I just, I just can't get a good feel. You know, sometimes you just got to go on feel, and I just can't get one here. But I think Georgia takes care of Notre Dame pretty easily. Uh, yeah, you got an exclusive with Ian Book last year. I did. So I did right before uh, or right after I got cucked by old Marty. <laughs> Marty Smith, yeah. Um, all right, so you want to touch on any other games before we get in the card or not? Uh, there was one other game. I thought there was one other game. Maybe we touched on them all. Um, I think those are the four big yeah. ones. Yeah, check. Week. Keep an eye out on SMU. All right, that's all I'm going to say. Well, Get I've got it. that on the card. Do you? Yeah. Do you take an SMU? Well, you'll have to wait in a second. Oh, what a tease! <laughs> what a tease! All right, so we'll get into the picks here. I have UConn and Indiana over fifty-six and a half. Western Michigan plus six and a half. At Syracuse, I like it. Syracuse, I'm not high on them this year. I think their kind of confidence is low. Western, uh, pretty, pretty good team, the Broncos. Northwestern, plus 9.5 against Michigan State. I had to, like, check five, six different sites. I don't understand this. How Northwestern's at home, and you're trying to tell me they're close to a double-digit underdog against Michigan State. Michigan State cannot score. Right. They, I do I do not understand. Neither can uh, Northwestern, but they do have a pretty decent defense. So. Yeah, the total in this is 39. This game's got 10-6 written all over oh, it. I'm 11 o'clock in Evanston. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm taking Northwestern money line, too. I think I'm going to do that. I like Northwestern in this. Uh, I think... We're going to have uh, a disagreement on this pick. Uh, App State plus three against North Carolina. I like uh, App State there. This one, this could be the last week on the Bulldogs. Mississippi State minus six against Kentucky. I was expecting a reaction on that one. But, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Kentucky should have beat Florida. They should have. This is just on emotional letdown alone on uh, Kentucky, and I don't care what quarterback's playing at Mississippi State. They should beat them by a touchdown. West Virginia, Kansas, over 49 and a half. It's going to be points uh, in that one. SMU, TCU, over 55. SMU hasn't scored. They've scored, I think, uh, they've averaged like 40 points a game. And then last week uh, at Purdue, TCU threw up 37. So I think we feel 32 or a 35 30 type of game in this one 30 37 30 something like that i like that and then finally over oklahoma state texas 73 all right um i'm gonna start off with tonight's game i like houston plus five at tulsa i think houston wins outright Tulane. or did i, did I say tulsa yeah yep. i meant Tulane. sorry uh houston versus Tulane. you know it's funny i have tulsa because i've picking Tulsa's other game too so I don't know I had them both written down but yeah Houston plus five um at Tulane I think Houston wins outright uh some Pac-12 flavor for you tomorrow I like Utah minus four at USC I think that line is incredibly low yeah I I, I, that was gonna be that's like a border pick for me yeah that I I just I I don't know if maybe USC is just catching a couple more points because they're they are at home but they just haven't shown me anything and Utah is really good they're a top 10 ranked team right now and they're rolling uh, I got the uh, another Pac-12 game. Oregon minus ten and a half at Stanford. Same thing goes here. Stanford, they just they can't score either. They're they're 
terrible as well. Um, but again, maybe they're catching a couple extra points because um, they're at home. So I think Oregon wins. I think Oregon wins this by two touchdowns at least. Um, I like Wyoming plus three and a half at Tulsa. Uh, I think the Cowboys are they're they're rolling right now. So I think they're going to continue uh, going into it with uh, Tulsa. I like Louisville plus six and a half at FSU. I think Louisville wins outright. Uh, Kentucky plus six at Mississippi State. I think Kentucky wins outright here again. And then I got Texas minus five and a half at Oklahoma State. We have a disagreement, but it was we not do. the one I expected. No, I was I, expecting North Carolina. I know, but the way the fact that that line is only two and a half with North Carolina playing at home, little little tight for me. So uh, I'm I'm gonna lay off. I thought we we should have had a cover last week or at least a push last week uh, with North Carolina, but uh, they've been playing with fire. I think early have. on, they might have been playing a little bit out of, <laughs> over their heads, but right. uh, um, I do like I do like SMU. Plus nine and a half uh, at TCU. I'm not going to put on the official card, but uh, you know, just just a lean there for you. All right, to the NFL this week. The Cowboys they face the Miami Dolphins. Uh, do you like the talk of can the these 2019 Dolphins beat the 1972 Dolphins? I haven't. Have heard you that. seen that? No. Yeah, I've seen that. That's that's wild. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Oh, I think so. Just based on pure just size, pure, pure athleticism, pure athleticism yeah, probably. and size. You're right. Yeah, probably. Who's quarterback, Rosen or Fitzpatrick? Doesn't matter. I think if it's Fitzpatrick, it's for sure. If it's Rosen, I'm not sure. But I like the talk. I will say I like the talk. Um, so look, they play the Dolphins at home. They should curb stomp them. Yeah. They they this is I mean this should be an absolute curb stomping. Uh, I do. They do have the injury bug has started to hit the Cowboys. Michael Gallup out two to four weeks. I think it's pretty wild you're out two weeks with a meniscus like yeah. I, I think that's got to be what close to four but he's out so Devin Smith you assume is going to step in and assume that number two receiver role he's done nicely uh without playing a year of football last year coming off uh, two ACL surgeries then we've got Xavier Woods I think this is a big one not this week but next week uh helps that breezes out but Xavier Woods out four to six with a high ankle sprain that's a tough one that's safety a huge tough. safety was a Huge need in the draft. They didn't really address it in free agency. They cut George Iloka, who they brought in. And this is a tough thing about the draft. Tristan Hill has barely played, and he was their second-round pick, their first their first pick in the draft. And you could be getting some safeties. Juan Thornhill, that was a guy that they were looking at. Would have loved, but this is you're not using your second-round pick and you could have got some safety help, and then this goes into 2017 first-round pick with Taco. He gone. He's gone. Hey, you know what? Give him credit. They didn't cut him on Taco Tuesday. <laughs> I wish they kind of. I kind of wish they would have. <laughs> but he's gone with Robert Quinn getting activated uh, after his two-game suspension. He still is a. He is coming back from that hand and hand wrist injury. But uh, I think he's going to have a big game. He's he got traded from the Dolphins this year. I don't know if it's a revenge game. You can re- look. Do, do the, these players facing the Dolphins say the Steelers when they face the Dolphins and Fisp? Are they going to consider this like a revenge game? I think they're glad they're. Yeah, out that's, of like, that's like, about to say. Like, there's, I don't like, think there's thank no goodness. I'm not on the other side of this ball right now. Yeah, there's no revenge game. I don't think of Robert Quinn. I just think he's going to have a a good day and. I need, I, start, I need to start seeing something from the defensive line. They've been a little disappointed in me on their sacks and their pressure so far. They're towards the bottom half of the league in creating quarterback uh, sacks and uh, hit rate. I saw they were like 28th, I think. I saw. Uh, couldn't remember who tweeted out, but they're like 28th in that. That's not good for a team that spent a lot of money on and, try and put a lot of assets into that uh, part of the team. Yeah, I think getting um – 
Robert Quinn back is going to be a huge boost for this defensive line. Obviously, that's not going out on a limb once again. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence hasn't done, you know, he has really hasn't jumped off the screen, I think, to me so far this year, other than uh, stiff arming a kid for an autograph. Yeah. But other than that, that's probably his biggest hit of the season so far. But he is, he is Lawrence. I think, I don't know if it's being talked about enough or people just forget. He is coming off torn labrum surgery, and that was back in February. And that's and, huge. And he didn't play at all in training camp. Yeah. And so he's still getting his legs under him. Like, I think it's Zeke still getting his legs under him, but I feel like it's easier for Zeke as a running back to do that rather than a defensive lineman, defensive end like uh, to Marcus Lawrence. Yeah, and the, the labrum is a huge issue because once you tear it, no matter how many times you get surgery or how well you rehab it, it's always an issue. So, you know, it, it, it's going to hinder him the rest of his career, you know, it's just to a, you know what degree, but yeah, no, I agree. We've said it numerous times already, uh, both on this show and on Sundays, where you can't get a feel for who teams are until about week four or five, and that's because guys are still kind of working into it up until then. And we don't see guys, I don't think, pull, playing at their full potential or or going full speed just yet. Not saying that they're holding back, but just that you know, almost like like warming up, you know, treating these first two or three games as as getting your legs loose, and then you will really see things uh, uh, tick up in the, those fourth and fifth weeks. Yeah, the torn labrum. Uh... Uh, derailed a s- potentially stellar baseball career for my cousin Ben Schultz at Central Michigan. You just hate to you hate just, to ha- you just hate to see it. Hate to see it. Um, but the offense is humming. I swear I thought you were going to say it hindered your baseball career. No, that's no, where you're going no. with that. I was about to start. <laughs> no, that was my belly cousin. laughing. No, that was my cousin's. Uh, no, it was real shame. Real shame. Um, but uh, the offense is humming. Kellen Moore is doing. T- I need to see, like, I mean, every the love fest with the Kelmore offenses. I think we're going a little overboard here. The level of competition has been, yeah. I mean, you face the Giants and the Redskins. Is but the, I I will say this: the Redskins defense is isn't bad. We like, got ten they, guys on IR too. And, but but it's still like a solid. Josh Norman is not who he used to be, but they got a good front seven. The so, front seven is really good. Yeah. So so um, maybe the, like the run game could have scuffled a little bit, but like. They're not offering resistance, I don't think, in the uh, in the passing game, and there's going to be no resistance against the Dolphins this week, I don't think. So you're not going to see a test until the Saints Packers coming up is when the true test are the true test will happen. But look, you got to play who's on the schedule. Yeah, and I feel like the NFL schedule makers did a fantastic gift to the Cowboys this year. Just, I mean, you couldn't have picked a better first three games, I think, for the Cowboys to start off with, and then they're at home against the Dolphins. Uh, and we'll get into the picks unless you have anything to touch on more on the Cowboys. I feel like until next week we're just kind of in this. Yeah, I don't want to say repeating the same things. Playing but the heads. Yeah, we're we're kind of we're kind of just like all right. Dak's been great. Can he keep it up? A bunch of motion. Kellen Moore's been good. We're getting some guys back. Like that's what's kind of going on in the season. Let's we need some good teams to. They need to play some good teams so we can get in the meat and potatoes and stuff because things have been uh, solid so far. All right. Last week I went three and two, so six and four on the season, uh, two three and two weeks. I am taking the Cowboys minus twenty one and a half. Wow! I am taking them. Uh, I am a little nervous because teams in the NFL are like two and nine, two and ten with twenty point spreads. But I feel like at home against the Dolphins, they should win. I they're gonna win. They're they should. I think they're putting up 35, 40 points. The Dolphins what have only put up ten points this season. Yeah. I don't really see them moving the ball that much on the Cowboys. I like – so I like the Cowboys. I will say looking at the the lines, we were talking about this before we started recording, are atrocious in the NFL. So many – like obviously we have the Patriots and, and the Cowboys lines that are both well over 20, and then there's just some other ones that you're just like – 
I mean, a lot of eight-point spreads. You know, just, yes. They're, they're much, much bigger than we're used to seeing, I And think. sixes. There's a yeah, lot of A lot six. of sixes, six and a half. And it's week three. I don't remember seeing that's probably because all the quarterbacks are hurt. Yeah. And there's only uh before I get in the rest of my picks, so three home dogs. Everybody else is a home favorite. And the three dogs are the Browns, Redskins, and the Jaguars tonight on Thursday. So three home dogs this week. That's I think usually uh I don't know if it's unusual, but I feel like there's usually more home dogs. So as I said, Cowboys uh minus twenty one and a half, we're taking it. Uh, Seahawks minus four against the Saints at home. I wonder. I almost took that one. I just, you just never know. You, you never, never know, know with with Sean Payton what he's going to do with Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill. Not saying that they're, you know, I, I just think that's that has recipe for a close game and you don't expect it to be. Agreed. I think I was, well, so so the line. What are we thinking? It was going to be a pick 'em if it was Breeze was playing. If it's four with Bridgewater, we thinking a pick 'em with with Hill and or with Breeze. No, I think with Breeze, they're probably. I think the Saints are probably laying four. I think. It, I think that's a huge point. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a huge swing with Breeze going down. I think I would have taken the Seahawks anyways, just because they're at home and I think they're playing pretty good. Uh, they they went on the road and beat the Steelers last week. They struggled against the Bengals at home, but they took care of business last week. I, I like the Seahawks this year. All right, we will go Giants plus six and a half uh, on the road against the Bucks and Daniel Jones's first start. Again, there's lines where they just I feel like they stink, and that's one I feel like is not that stinky out there. Colts minus one and a half against the Falcons. You might be surprised going against Huge the Falcons. Huge shock. Huge shock there. Uh, the reason is Atlanta 0-9 against the spread against the AFC in their, in, since 2016 or whenever their last games are. So okay. uh, the numbers are not favorable for them. And then finally, uh, Browns plus three. Uh, yes, Baker needs to improve. I feel like the gadgets will be out on Sunday night football. The first Sunday night game in Cleveland, the first time the Browns have been on Sunday night football since 2008, when that was a home game in week two against the Steelers. They lost 10-6. to um, Place is going to be absolute buzzing. And the offensive line, people are like, oh, the Browns offensive line, not good. 97, they have the number one offensive line in win rate blocking so far this year, 97%. Greg Robinson's been great. Baker just needs to trust his reads. Freddie Kitchens needs to get the play calls in a little earlier so Baker's not exiting the huddle with 12 seconds left on the play clock, and we're not snapping every – seems like every play at one, one second. And I like the Browns plus three, and uh, I think they win this. I told you Monday I thought they were winning even – all right, Tuesday after the win. I know things have been shaky so far, but I think the Browns went out right because I think golf also on prime time is on the road Sunday night, I feel like, shaky. Okay. All right. So does that mean Sunday, as soon as you leave here, you're going straight to uh, Red Rock? No, going home. Oh, okay. Going home. All right. So uh, I'll start with my picks. I was three and two last week, seven and three so far on the season. Um, I uh, I'm taking Tennessee minus one and a half. I I really struggled this pick. I really really did. I wanted to take Jacksonville kind of too. Um, I mean, I I really had to talk myself into two of these games that I pick that I picked just because, like we said, these lines are terrible. This is definitely one of them. Uh, Look at that. What's crossed out? Tight. I had. I couldn't build. I couldn't do it. I don't. I, know. I want to. I just. I don't know. I couldn't. I know. Trust me. I. I really. Originally, I had Carolina laying two and a half against Arizona. Then the word came out that Cam's probably not going to play. Not sure how much effect I would really have on the game. Um, but I. I definitely even even as bad as Cam has been, I would trust him more than Kyle Allen. Um, so I crossed that out and I. 
I'm, le- I'm taking Tennessee minus one and a half against Jacksonville. I really like Gardner Minshew. I think he's going to end up being pretty all right uh, this season for Jacksonville. Um, that's a pretty glowing review. I think a guy's going to be pretty like all right. A not terrible shot in golf. <laughs> like, hey, that's not terrible. Right. Um, so we'll start off with that. Then I got I have Atlanta plus one and a half oh, at the Colts. Oh, yeah. okay. Going to be riding them this week. Um, I also have the Giants plus six and a half at Tampa Bay. I just think Jameis Winston's terrible. I mean, I would, he'll he'll get a backup job after this year, but I don't think he's going to start again after this year unless, you know, a, a starter goes down. Um, and Tampa Bay's offense in general, it's it's really Mike Evans. You know, chuck the ball to Mike Evans and see what happens. Their running game stinks. O.J. Howard. Godwin. Yeah, Chris Godwin. That's true. That's true. I, I did forget about Chris Godwin. He is pretty good. Um, I'm taking Oakland plus eight and a half at Minnesota. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I mean, that – I don't trust either of those teams. That's what I'm saying. I know. These lines stink. Um, but just the way – I mean, Minnesota's first two weeks have been polar opposites of, its, of, yeah. opposites of each other. So, you know, you can never you can never really trust Kirk Cousins either, uh, speaking from experience. But we'll see how that I means. Dalvin Cook, I think, obviously, the offense runs through him. We've talked extensively yes. all week about Stefan Diggs, about <sighs> how – how, uh, he hasn't really performed much this week. Week one, it was tough. He had the hamstring. Week two, still really – I mean, he caught a touchdown pass, but it's still kind of been underwhelming. And then I'm doing the same as Warren and picking my own team. <laughs> okay. Washington plus four against Chicago. I think if we win a game, it's got to be this one. The Bears Bears defense is really good, really good. I mean, Eddie Jackson's a stud. Uh, Roquan Smith's a stud. Obviously, everyone knows about that guy, Khalil Mack. He's pretty good too. Um, but I think that the offense is just bad enough – that the defense will be able to hold him at bay. And I, I think this is going to be an extremely ugly Monday night game. This is going to be one of those games where people check out at probably halftime, if not before that, because it's going to be so ugly. But I think the Redskins I think the Redskins win this game. Not only just cover the four, but I think they win it. I think I'd rather have Keenum be playing quarterback than Mitch. Yeah, I mean, like he, Keenum's been good. Yeah. Keenum's been good. Our problem is is we can't get first downs, and so our defense is, is on the field a ton more in the second half, and they just get worn down. And then um, – Josh Norman will get burned for a fifty-yard touchdown. Yeah, I, 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 I don't hate that one. What the line that stood out to me the most before we wrap up here uh, was the Green Bay minus eight and a half at home against Denver. Yeah, like I, yeah. I was stunned. I don't know what I was expecting. I mean, Green Bay's be. defense is much better this year than Way it's better. been, um, and the Broncos have shown that they really can't do anything offensively with Flacco. But, but still, still, that's yeah. a lot, a lot of points. But yeah, I look. I don't hate the Red. I don't hate the Redskins uh, in that pick. Um, but all right, that's going to do it for us here on Sunday or on Thursday. Excuse me. We'll talk to you on Sunday night where we'll recap the Cowboys p- probable blowout of the Dolphins. Go around the what NFL. Lose? What do you think it's going to be like? Uh, what, like just something weird well, happens. You know what? We were talking to our boy. Uh, what do you think about this? Okay. So Zach Babu's filled in uh, a couple times on the show. He said he's taken, uh, he's dropping a very small amount of money on a parlay between the Dolphins money line and the Jets money line. And I think it's like plus 25,000 or it's a, they're both 1300 dogs. Yeah. I don't look, I don't hate that if you're dropping five, 10 bucks on it, but it's right. stupid. You're just giving away money. But like, uh, what if they do, like, what if they do win? Yeah, like what, like what the shocker last year in week two or three was the bills beating the Vikings. Right. But I just, you know what? I can't, I can't see it happen to the Cowboys. Maybe what if like maybe maybe Dak has a concussion? For Cooper sure, Rush has to come for in. For sure. 
Well, yeah, then that change that changes things for sure. Right. Um, but I still think with Cooper Rush, they should be able to just run the ball with Zeke over. Yeah, and over run again. the ball with Zeke and wear him down. But boy, if they do lose, they Sunday should be a great show. <laughs> if they do lose uh, on Sunday, we'll obviously recap the college football weekend, a bunch of other stuff planned for seven. Eight. How about neither of us taking the Patriots with the Jets going with a third string quarterback? Yeah. See, I wanted. Yeah, but uh, I feel like the Jets with Luke Falk look decent. Yeah. Better than they did with Simeon. And what's that line, 23? Uh, 22 and a half, something like okay, that. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I I would rather have my faith in the Cowboys yeah. than the Patriots with the with the big spread. At or least. You're more so your faith is in that the Dolphins suck more than the Jets. Yes, and I do. The Jets' defense is much better than the Dolphins' defense. Right. And they can show some. And you don't think Greg Williams is going to want to show out for the Patriots, Greg, 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 Greg. like he's gonna like he's gonna wanna he's he wanted to he got cooked by he played the Browns pretty good he had a good defensive game plan against the Browns I think he's he gets another one and maybe Jamal Adam wants to ball out and stop his uh, unfollowing on Instagram or whatever he's doing bits there but yeah I just feel like the Dolphins are worse than the Jets big time uh, what's that line gonna be when they play in a couple weeks that should be a doozy. <laughs> It's probably going to be a pick them. <laughs> no, I think no, the Jets, Jets will be favorite. Maybe Jets three and a half. Yeah. All right. So that will do it for us here on the Thursday show. Uh, for Ryan, I'm Warren. We'll talk to you on Sunday night.